0: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale
1: MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. With me is top ranks, very own promoter, Mr. Bob Aram uh, Thank you for joining me uh, tonight in the UK, afternoon where you are, Bob. Obviously, the uh, heavyweight division took a massive swing uh, on Saturday night at Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, what was your take on the fight itself, please, Bob?
2: I always felt that uh, 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 Usyk uh, was the superior uh, boxer uh, and uh, what people haven't uh, focused on is that uh, his training was enhanced uh, by uh, instructions that he received uh, from uh, Vasyl Lomachenko's father, who we call Papa Lomachenko, who was one of the best tacticians uh, in the sport of boxing.
1: Mm. Yeah, of course, someone you know very well. Uh, what did you make of, firstly, Usyk's performance? And uh, he, he seemed to stamp his authority from, from the very start.
2: Well, you, you look at his whole body of work, with the possible exception uh, of uh, how cautious he was uh, in the first two heavyweight fights that he had, uh, uh, both of which he won. Uh, but if you look at his body of work uh, as a cruiserweight, you're uh, not surprised uh, by uh, his decisive uh, defeat. Uh, of uh, Anthony Joshua. Hmm. Uh, Usyk is a tremendous talent, as is Vasil Lomachenko. And uh, because of the size differential, which wasn't that great uh, between Usyk and Joshua, uh, many people didn't give Usyk a chance to win. Uh, But I did and I talked with Kevin Ioli before and other people and I said that Joshua better watch out uh, because as a pure boxer, uh, Joshua was not equal uh, to Usyk. Now maybe uh, he could lose the fight, Usyk could, because Joshua was, the, was somewhat the bigger guy and clearly had the much more devastating punch. Uh, But I certainly was not surprised by the result.
1: And yes, secondly, what did you make of Anthony's performance and his tactics?
2: You know, they left a lot to be desired. But Omar, I've got to tell you that I don't know what Anthony Joshua could have done to beat Usyk, period, period. Joshua is not that good a tactician, not that good as a, as a fighter. He's very good, but Usyk was in a class above him and is in a class above him. You know, again, Joshua against um, uh, Tyson Fury is a different kind of fight. And while I thought Fury would annihilate Joshua, uh, it would be a different kind of battle, uh, but Usyk is probably among the big guys, the best pure boxer uh, in the division, yeah. with the possible exception of uh, of the Gypsy King, uh, who uh, has tremendous boxing ability.
1: Mm-hmm. So it looks like the rematch will happen as there is a rematch clause and Anthony and and Eddie have said that they want that straight away. From what you said there, Bob, and what you saw on Saturday night, do you give Anthony much of a chance in that rematch?
2: No, I don't. And I think that Joshua would be well off if somehow he uh, was able to take uh, another couple of fights before the rematch with Usyk and if people were sensible, uh, Joshua would work out an agreement if uh, uh, Tyson Fury is successful with Wilder to allow Usyk to fight Tyson Fury and to have each fighter contractually agree uh, in his next fight, uh, whether it's Usyk or Tyson Fury again should Tyson Fury beat Wilder uh to to fight the winner that's sensible but again this is boxing and promoters with egos and fighters not making in my opinion the correct decision but really making uh fights uh, based on emotion.
1: Bob, you know Usyk's people very well, obviously, through your connections with Lomachenko. And, of course, you know Eddie Hearn and, and, and Team Joshua. So could you not put that option to them to say, if we beat Deontay Wilder, let's do this fight with, with Usyk, and then Joshua can have the winner?
2: Eddie Hearn beating Eddie Hearn, who is all ego, uh, won't listen to something that makes sense. He will... Push, in my opinion, uh, which he can legally, uh, the rematch with Usyk. And that will be an additional defeat on Joshua's record and prevent him uh, from what I think would be a massive fight uh, and the way it should be against the unified champion. Usyk fights. Tyson Fury or Wilder if, if and, and fight uh, the winner. Uh, and then we're into something that the public can make sense of. Not uh, uh, the, all eyes are going to be on Tyson Fury and Wilder. The winner of that fight will be accepted as the legitimate heavyweight champion particularly should Joshua uh, go right into an Usyk rematch, which I think is the wrong move for him.
1: Mm. How much value do you think Anthony brings to the table in a potential fight with Tyson Fury after he's, he's lost his second pro fight now?
2: Well, you know, not as much value as he brought before, but because... They're two Brits, and everybody has been talking about it, particularly in the UK. Uh, Joshua against uh, Fury, uh, should Fury beat Wilder and then beat Usyk, would be still a huge, huge fight.
1: Mm -hmm. And let's say... uh... Alexander Usyk wins that fight against Anthony Joshua, the rematch. Will you be straight on to Alex Krasiuk, Usyk's people to make that undisputed fight with Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk?
2: Well, certainly I talk to them. And they're good people. And they're good boxing people. And they understand the sport and the finances. Uh, But again, uh, they have an agenda for Usyk. Uh, that they'll follow. Uh, But I would be uh, certainly optimistic uh, that a fight between uh, Tyson Fury and Usyk uh, could be made. But right now, I'm concentrating on getting Tyson Fury through Wilder. That's not going to be an easy fight because Wilder, uh, after uh, experience seeing that uh, that tremendous loss uh, to Tyson Fury is going to be a very dangerous opponent uh, for Fury on October ninth.
1: Mm-hmm. Bob, I do want to get your thoughts on how that matchup potentially between Fury and Usyk would go.
2: Well, I think it, uh, uh, everybody would agree that Fury is a much better boxer than Anthony Joshua. And uh, there there would be even a bigger size differential between uh, Tyson Fury uh, and Usyk. Uh, but <laughs> trust me, you can never count out the Ukrainian. He is a very, very clever boxer. He is one of the best boxes that we've seen uh, in recent times. I mean, of the whole crop of uh, heavyweights, uh, Usyk probably has the most pure talent, with the possible exception of Tyson Fury, who is just an anomaly uh, about a big, powerful guy like like Fury and what a good boxer he is. Mm. Uh, So again, you could never count out Alexander Usyk. He is extraordinarily talented.
1: In terms of October 9th, of course, it's great to have uh, Tyson Fury headlining back in Las Vegas, a huge fight week. Uh, How are tickets going for that, Bob?
2: Tickets are going really well. It might fall short of a sellout uh, because we had put uh, a few thousand tickets aside based on the hope uh, that Brits would buy those tickets, but because of the U.S. policy ban on uh, U.K. travelers, uh, we're not going to get many Brits, if at all, for the fight but it'll do very, very well. Uh, the casinos have bought up tickets and so forth. So while it might not be a sellout, it's gonna be pretty close to a sellout. And because the prices for tickets tend to be very much higher in the United States than in the UK, uh, uh, the gate uh, will exceed uh, $12 million uh, dollars and might come close to 15
1: Yeah, it's a shame that that the ruling was November. We can actually travel to the US. So we're only three weeks out uh, before that fight with Fury Wild. It's a real shame that, Bob.
2: It is a shame, but governments are governments. And uh, I assume that uh, our government knows what it's doing. I would have preferred for an immediate lifting of the travel ban so we could get Brits over uh, to Las Vegas in October. Mm. But again, uh, at least it appears to me that everything is moving in the right direction uh, by uh, lifting the ban uh, in November.
1: Mm. But what's your understanding uh, in terms of whoever wins that fight between Wilder and Fury, um, what the WBC will do in terms of a mandatory call for that for the winner of that?
2: I don't know. I haven't talked to Mauricio yet, uh, but um, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I I assume you're talking about Dylan White, yep. uh, who's the number one contender. And that possibly uh, could be a big, big fight uh, for Tyson, uh, particularly uh, if uh, uh, we held it in the UK. Mm -hmm. So that's not out of the question. Uh, Dylan White is a capable heavyweight, uh, and uh, a fight against Tyson Fury or against Wilder, whoever wins on October 9th, would be a very interesting fight.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Bob, I spoke to Frank Warren uh, earlier today, and he said from what he saw from Anthony Joshua um, on the weekend, he believes now if him and Fury do ever fight, that Tyson gets him out, in, out of there within four to five rounds. Is your opinion similar?
2: Well, I think Tyson Fury is the much better heavyweight Uh, than Anthony Joshua. But again, it's heavyweight. And in the heavyweight division, everything is possible. Look, I lived through all those Ali days, and Joe Fraser didn't seem, based on his height uh, and the way he fought, to be much of a challenge for Ali. But all three fights were uh, fantastic fights and very competitive. Uh, And Fraser clearly won the first one. And Ali uh, clearly won the next two. Uh, But uh, again, in the heavyweight division, uh, one guy landing a tremendous punch against his opponent can turn everything
1: around. Okay, that's uh, enough heavyweight talk. I do want to ask you about a couple of other things, please, Bob. So a couple of weeks ago, we learned that uh, a deal had been reached for your guy, Terence Crawford v. Sean Porter. It looked like it was going to purse bids, but you guys reached a deal with PBC. Just talk to me how that that deal was reached.
2: Well, we've had a very good experience with PBC uh, promoting – Uh, this uh, uh, Fury-Wilder fight. Uh, They're professionals. Uh, Once deals are reached, and it's not easy to reach a deal, but once deals are reached, uh, the PBC people are nothing but professionals. So we do the promotions with them relatively seamlessly. Mm -hmm. And even on... Uh, Crawford and Porter which is an excellent fight uh, even though it's our promotion uh, PBC will be involved uh, because they're Porter's promoter and the involvement of PBC uh, is not looked at by at least by me as a detriment but a big plus
1: mm. well, We look forward to a cracking fight in the welterweight division I quickly want to ask you about also uh two of your guys, Jamal Herring and Shakur Stevenson, uh, a brilliant fight, Bob.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, conventional wisdom is uh, in favor of, uh, uh, of uh, Shakur, uh, who's an enormous talent. But Herring is very, very talented. And he's a Marine. And never count out a Marine. I mean, Herring is a gutty guy, very prideful guy. And uh, uh, if he beat uh, Shakur, uh, while it would be somewhat of a surprise, it wouldn't be particularly shocking.
1: Mm. Okay, okay. And just lastly, Bob, obviously we lost the world champion um, this weekend, but Britain's newest world champion, a while back was Kid Galahad. And I know he's been interested in that fight with Navarrete, potentially. Has there been any talks with Matra about uh, a potential unification between Navarrete and Galahad?
2: Yeah, well, Navarrete has a really c- tough fight against Joet Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Joey Gonzalez is a real good technician. And that fight is going to be uh, take place in San Diego on uh, October uh, 15 and uh, uh, if Navaretti gets by that fight and Kid Galahad is interested in a unification with uh, Navaret I would love to do that fight sure mm-hmm. I mean there's no question Galahad has improved and would be a very would make a very competitive fight. Uh, with Navarrete, uh, assuming Navarrete beats Gonzalez,
1: okay. Okay, Bob Aram, appreciate your time on IFL TV as always. Will you be making a, a trip to the UK for Taylor v Castro in December?
2: Yeah, I will. I mean, I one thing that the pan, pandemic has been tough for everybody, but it's been particularly tough for me because one thing I love being a boxing promoter, is traveling abroad outside the United States. And I haven't done that for a long time. Uh, So the fight in Scotland uh, between uh, Taylor uh, and Catterall, which will be shown uh, in prime time uh, on Sky Television, uh, is a fight and an event that I Would be looking forward to. So, as of now, I'm planning uh, to uh, be in Scotland uh, for that fight. Uh, I say planning because this COVID (laughs) pulls off more surprises than any fighter does. And I'm just holding my breath that everything will be okay uh, so that. we'll be able to go over and watch that fight because uh, Taylor has uh, a promotional contract uh, with a top rank. And there are some great fights uh, for Taylor uh, that we can make uh, after Catterall, which should be a good competitive fight. But uh, uh, Taylor against the winner of Crawford Porter would be a really good fight, uh, and uh, Taylor uh, against uh, Teofimo Lopez once he gets through this Trilla nonsense uh, with Cambosa uh, would would be would do really good good business in the United States.
1: Actually, you just mentioned Triller then. Last thing that's popped into my head. Ryan Kavanagh uh, went on record recently and said he wants to get the Holyfield back in the ring after that horrible loss uh, he had the other week. What are your thoughts on that, Bob?
2: Yeah, well, you know, any commission that allows Evander Holyfield, who was one of the great fighters in my era, Uh, to come back in the ring to fight anybody uh, is folly. It's folly because Evander is getting close to 60 years of age. And any individual, particularly a fighter, no matter how good or talented he once was, faces a terrible, terrible danger getting into a ring against a competent professional. And one of the reasons is that doctors will tell you that as an athlete ages uh, or person ages, uh, uh, the cranium uh, gets much uh, 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 more fragile and doesn't protect a boxer's brain the way it would in a younger man. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be horribly dangerous uh, to do a fight for Evander Holyfield, and I wouldn't want to see that happen. Uh, I There was talk of a fight for, of all people, Riddick Bowe, uh, who was dangerous when he was fighting at the end of his career because he was so vulnerable and his skills had so eroded, that would have been a tragedy. I mean, there has to be uh, an intervention by uh, the people that regulate boxing not to allow these type of fights to happen. And the reason is not because it's a fraud on the public. The public is smart enough to know whether they should buy a fight or not buy a fight. It's on them. It's caveat emptor. The fighter, the buyer, beware. But it's a danger to the to the aging athlete, and we've got to prevent that because there will come a time where one of these fighters who shouldn't be in the ring anymore get seriously damaged in a fight and the outcry will be enormous and people will say, why did the people in boxing allow this to happen, right? Mm -hmm. It's inevitable that that is what will occur. And I can't stop it because legally there's no way to stop it. The commissions could stop it. I know for sure that in Nevada, the Nevada Athletic Commission would not give somebody like Holyfield, as great as he once was, a license to fight. Mm.
1: I think 99% of people watching this will agree with those words, Bob. Bob, as I said, appreciate your time and hopefully see you in the States in November when we can travel again.
2: Well, you can come probably as a, a, a... you can get special permission as a media person uh, to come over, that's what we've been told. And I know that a lot of the media uh, from the UK uh, will uh, be able uh, to come over uh, to watch the October 9th fight in person. And those who can't and won't uh, can see it live in the early morning hours on October 10th, on pay-per-view on BT Sports.
1: That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, Bob, uh, see you soon and uh, appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network